Acquire your target with confidence using the new Crimson Trace Light Guard. With instinctive activation and powerful 100 lumen illumination, identifying your target has never been easier. CrimsonTrace.com. Anything less is just a shot in the dark. something in basic black like an AR-15 some things never go out of style like Tom Gresham's gun talk oh glad you could be with us we're going to do another hour of gun talk having some fun talking about guns if you'd like to be part of the show just give us a holler call me 1-866-825-5486 or do it the easy way, Tom at GunTalk.com. Oh, that's uh, the email, Tom at GunTalk.com. If you want to call, just call 1-TomTalkGuns. A lot of ways to get us here. By the way, we have uh, an app for your smartphone, GunTalk app. You can download that. That way you can, if you miss any shows, you can listen to them. If you uh, miss any shows, you can actually listen to years and years worth of past shows. If you would like, GunTalk.com slash listen will drive you there. A lot of ways to, to find Gun Talk. Uh, by the way, I'm Tom Gresham, and we're talking about guns. If you'd like to join us, that's pretty easy. Uh, one of the subjects on the floor, we're talking about several different things at once. It uh, it feeds my schizophrenia when I do that. Uh, we are talking about the guns we have seem to be kind of old-fashioned, actually. Well, they are. They're just like the guns we had 100 years ago. Shoot cartridges, shoot bullets, look the same, work the same. I got a great email from Clark Apotion, he said, you know, one of the things that work here may be that the government puts all sorts of restrictions on people. Imagine the guys who created computers, if they're working in their garages, if in order to do that, they had to get a license to manufacture computers from the federal government, and every different thing they did had to be okayed and had to be licensed it had to be checked out and subject to searches of their home and inspections of their home. Well, that's what it is. If you uh, you want to get a license to manufacture guns, <laughs> yeah, buddy, uh, you're in for it now. Yeah, it can be done, but it's a restraint. It's a good point, Clark. I appreciate that. Excellent point. By the way, we're also talking about the um, excellent, and I do mean excellent. It's going to be on tonight, Peace on Univision, yes, the Spanish language channel. Uh, the parts that I have seen so far, most of it is in English. The parts that are Spanish are subtitled, so I think you would, you know, have no problem if you don't speak Spanish. I think it'd be okay. Uh, the point of it is, it's a report on the Fast and Furious debacle. That is the gun running scheme from the ATF and the Justice Department. There have been many congressional hearings about it. We just had an Inspector General's report on it which held a lot of people accountable, but yet no one has really said what was actually going on. The media won't say it. Even Congress won't say it. And you know, nobody else has said I've been saying it for a while now. At its core, and there, if there's one thing to understand about this, this is the thing. And I know after a while, if you've heard the big lie often enough, it's hard to understand that this is the truth because you've been fed the big lie. The big lie is when Fox, I mean, Fox is bad about this or CBS or all of them. They say Fast and Furious, the botched uh, gun trafficking or the, the botched sting operation. 
No, it wasn't botched at all. This is the essence of the disaster that is fast and furious. Understand that the agents involved, and some of them blew the whistle on this, is why we know about it. They were told, don't track the guns. Let me say that again. The agents involved in Fast and Furious, our ATF agents, our law enforcement personnel were told, give the guns to criminals and then go away. Don't track them. I'm serious. I mean, they're told exactly that. The plan was never to track guns. The plan was always to recover guns at crime scenes. Do you understand what that means? If the plan is to recover these guns, thousands of firearms that we put into the hands of violent criminals, they're going to recover them at crime scenes. It says, our plan as the U.S. government is to give guns to people we know are going to commit murder with them. And then we're going to come along and recover the guns at the crime scenes and do whatever it is. Now, you can say, well... They were doing this so they could hold the guns up and say, see, guns are getting into Mexico, so we have to restrict gun rights on this side of the border. I think that's part of what was going on. But whatever the reason is, understand that the concept of Fast and Furious, for it to function correctly, for it to work, with the big quotes around the word work, people had to die. Our government started, initiated, followed through, completed a government program that depended upon people dying, being killed by murderers for us to complete our project. And we didn't tell the Mexican government we were doing it. That's what's going to be on Univision tonight. And perhaps, maybe, somehow, This will finally embarrass the U.S. media, which has ducked and dodged and bobbed and weaved. They're in the tank for the administration. Maybe they will, some of them will come out and say, wow, let's take another look at it. Don't hold your breath on that one, but maybe, but maybe. (sighs) Line two, Jay's with us, Portland, Oregon. Hello, Jay. Hi, Tom. Yes, sir. Uh, You were talking about advances in firearms. Right. I think that with improved uh, manufacturing, uh, specifically electronic discharge manufacturing, and improved chemistry, that the the concept of the old gyrojet round fired out of a smoothbore might give you a lot more velocity, and it, as long as it's highly spin-stabilized, it should be stable. Yeah, the gyrojet used projectiles that were self-propelled, in essence, rockets. And yep. the uh, jets came out at an angle, so it caused the projectile to spin and then just shot them out of the gun. Now, there was, in fact, a gun with essentially no recoil other than the initial you know, jet blast, if you will, against the breech of the gun. But once it moved away from the gun, essentially no recoil. Gyrojet, it's cool, you have to Google that one up, says, uh, but yeah, the gyrojet is an interesting idea. Not, not a bad thought there, Jay. Yeah, we're, we're looking for how could you make a better gun? Why don't we have more modern, if you will, firearms? Why do our guns look just like they did a hundred years ago? Some said, well, that's because they're perfect. 
They're just right the way they are. Well, maybe so. I don't know. 866-TALK-GUNS. Small. Powerful. The Springfield Armory XDS is everything you need for concealed carry. Only 21 and a half ounces and only one inch thick makes it easy to carry all day. The 45 ACP caliber is surprisingly easy to shoot and gives you the power you need. The Springfield Armory XDS, noticeably unnoticeable. For more, go to XDSPistol.com. That's XDSPistol.com. Great Trigger can make you a better shooter. For over 60 years, Timney Triggers have been trusted by hunters and shooters everywhere. Timney Triggers are proudly made in the USA and come with a lifetime warranty. Installation is easy. Give yourself the Timney Trigger advantage. To see more and order online, go to TimneyTriggers.com. That's T-I-M-N-E-Y Triggers.com. Professionals who depend on their weapon depend on XS Sights, the leader in American-made gunfighter night sights for personal and home defense. One dot, one solution. See demonstration videos from top trainers and industry leaders at XSSights.com. Upgrade your carry gun, rifle, and tactical shotgun with XS Sights. Contact XS Sights at 888-744-4880 or visit XSSights.com. If you need a gun, you need XS Sights. Planning to head outdoors today? The National Shooting Sports Foundation reminds you to check the fire danger levels in your area. Whether target shooting, camping, or even parking a car with a hot exhaust, remember to take precautions. If you're going shooting in dry conditions, minimize the possible risk of fire by not using steel jacketed or steel core ammunition, tracer rounds, or exploding targets. As we know, wildfires have many possible causes. Don't be one of them. Six six eight two five five four eight six. That will get you in here. Line three. Mike's with us out of Salina, Kansas. Hello, Mike. Yeah, Tom. I'd like yes. to talk to you about an old gun rather than the gun of the future. There you go. Let's talk about it. I got an eighteen seventy three forty five seventy trap door. Cool. Rifling's pretty good in it, and I've been shooting at uh, two hundred yards off the bench, and I've tried several different. Smokeless powders and black bows and about four or five different configurations of lead bullets. And and uh, I've shot some fair groups, but not as good as I think I should be. And I was just wondering if any of your listeners would have a pet load they'd like to share. Well, let me I'm jump into that one. Um, the, there is a now which load manuals are you using for to get in your loads? Lyman handbook, well, several. Right, okay. Well, here, here's the problem, and I'm just going to tell you, many years ago when I started doing this radio show, I decided we are not going to give out loads on the air for a real I, simple reason, and you'll get it. You remember the old game, uh, what do they call that thing, where you, you whisper something to somebody that goes around in a circle when it comes back to the telephone? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, if I sit here and tell you um, I like 15 grains of 4350, Somebody else will say, well, I heard Tom say he puts in 50 grains of 4350. Yeah. You go, oh, what? Well, 
If it's written, it's one thing. But to say it on the radio and give out load data, I think we're setting ourselves up for a possible misunderstanding. The other thing is, you got to choose your sources. Now, somebody may call in here and say, I got one that works great, and it may work great, or he may be somebody who's never loaded anything before in his life. We have no way of vetting that. Uh, if you don't have the Hodgden loading manual, uh, I see that they actually have on their website, you can look up data. I just looked it up for the uh, 4570 trapdoor, and they've got probably 30 different loads listed there. Uh, but again, it's not going to help you as far as which one is the most accurate. One thing, let me ask you, where are you getting your bullets? Are you casting them? Yeah, I'm casting my own. I'm using Lyman. Uh, have you tried, Have you play, are you sizing them? Yes. Sizing okay. Them. Okay, I'm wondering about, just playing with the concept here, if you size them a little differently, perhaps, if perhaps that rifle might like bullets of just a little bit larger or a little bit, probably a little bit larger as opposed to a little bit smaller, uh, if you can get sizing dies uh, for your sizer. You, just just a thought to experiment with that as opposed to changing the loads up. Well, I've tried a hollow base bullet too. It uh-huh. doesn't seem to help too much. Well, what kind of what what kind of accuracy are we looking at? What are, we, what are you getting now? Well, if I can hit a nine-inch pie plate at two hundred me- uh, two hundred yards, I feel pretty good. With iron sights on your trap yeah. door. Yeah. yeah. But then you I usually the prob- have a few wild ones, you know, yeah. seven, maybe well, six or seven out of. Ten fairly good, and then I've got some wild ones. But. I hear you. I'm, <laughs> I know about that. So, but I would say keep. Uh, if somebody wants to call in with a suggestion, we will let them in here. But I, I'm not going to give out load data here. But we may have some suggestions on ways to to make that gun shoot better. And look, I appreciate it, Mike, and I wish you luck with it. We'll see if we can't get you some info before too long. If that's going to help you. Okay, uh, tell you what, let's do this. Let's pick up uh, Tanner on line four. Tanner's with us out of San Bernardino, California. Hello, Tanner. Hey, Tom. Yes, sir. Um, I have a question for you. Okay. I have a Marlin 22, and I got it from my parents for Christmas. And I'm looking to buy a handgun that is a little bit uh, inexpensive, but it's fun to shoot. Mm-hmm. So do you have any suggestions? How old are you? I am 13. You're 13. Obviously, uh, your parents bought you the the rifle uh, because you can't buy that from a store, just as you cannot buy a handgun from a store at yep. age 13. Uh, so your parents would be getting this pistol also and uh, supervising the use of that. I just want to make get that out there. I'm going to suggest a 22 caliber handgun simply okay. because you, again, can shoot it a lot for not much money, not much recoil, and it is a great way to learn to shoot because you don't have a lot of recoil covering up your mistakes because we all make mistakes like bad trigger pulls and things. Do you have a preference as to semi-auto versus revolver? Um, No, not really. Where do you shoot? Do you have a, an outdoor range, an indoor range? Where do you go? We we have a outdoor range in close by, but and then we also have an indoor range also okay. nearby. 
You know, it really doesn't matter if you don't care. Uh, I would say here's your options. You have a, a single-action revolver. That's the kind of like a cowboy type where you have to cock the hammer each time you shoot it. You have a double-action revolver, which is more like the old-style police gun where you can pull the trigger and the gun will fire the revolver. And then you have semi-automatics, which are pretty self-evident. Uh, and of those, things like uh, Ruger has them, Browning, uh, different people have uh, 22 uh, semi-automatic uh, pistols. It's just going to be difficult for me to say this is what you need because you're going to have to figure that out working with your parents and what the budget is and all of that. But I'm definitely going to try to put you into a 22. Stay with the 22s because it's just a great way to shoot a lot. And really trigger time is what counts now. Lots of shooting, thousands and thousands of rounds going down range. And then later on, you can add uh, centerfire to it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I wish you luck with it, Tannis. I appreciate the call, sir. You take care. Let's talk to Matthew on uh, line one in Metairie, Louisiana. Hey, Matthew. Hey. You were talking about concept guns. Well, yes, here's sir. an interesting idea. Why don't we take the idea from the air gun that has, you know, the CO2 cartridge, but we replace that with a combustible fuel mix have machined pellets all lined up in a row, and it loads the pellets, sends the uh, combustion uh, fuel in, compresses it with a piston, uh, ignites it, and fires it off. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking about that. Uh, you know, I don't Lewis know if Clark, do any good, but it'd be fun to try. Lewis and Clark used an air gun. Okay, you know the, like, one-pound cans of propane you get for camp stoves and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we put a fixture on the bottom of our rifle, right? And we screw right. that bad boy in there. Uh, oh, yep. but by the way, anybody that wants to try this, make sure your insurance is covered because you are going to blow yourself up. Just there want to get that, that chance. There is that yeah. And oh, and if you're going to do it, make sure somebody's shooting video because we all want to see it on YouTube. But yeah. going back to your idea, sure you Matthew. Do it in a bunker. In a bunker. Yeah, far away from the rest of us. Um, you know, air power. Well, think about this. Um, they now have pellet guns or air guns that you can hunt stuff with. I mean, not just rabbits, but like coyotes. The, you're shooting 357 caliber bullets with yeah, air I guns. Think- I've seen all those, and those are all spring cockers, you know. Which... No, 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 no. These things, you fill up a tank inside the rifle from a scuba tank. We're talking 3,000 PSI. Ooh. Semi-automatic yeah. or single shot? Single shot for now. Uh... But why? I'm kind of liking the, the deal where you've got a spring. It wouldn't have to be semi, but you could certainly make a pump that just... you. you pop another one in, all it's got to do is have a measured amount of compressed air that throws it out. Now, if we take compressed, okay, if we're just going to get nutso here, we're going to go oxygen and propane. Yeah, that not, not air, okay. And uh, now we can probably, like, I don't know, take out the whole barn, you know, when that thing goes off. Just for people who don't quite get sarcasm, we're, we're joking here, people. Don't do this, okay? But... There might be something there. I don't know. Hey, uh, Matthew, appreciate you calling from the South Shore down there, and thank you for that call. Line two, Robert's in Arkansas. Hey, Robert. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, uh-huh. I was just curious 
uh, I'm kind of a computer idiot, and uh, <laughs> I just moved to Arkansas a few years ago, but and I've been trying to find out what their uh, concealed carry laws are and what their basic gun laws are here in this in this state, and I just uh-huh. don't know what website to go to. Okay, I can give you two. All right, oh, you got a you. pencil or you got a pencil or something to scribble with? Yes, sir. Okay, one is handgun law. That's singular, not laws. Handgunlaw.us. U.S., okay. Yep, and then you click on Arkansas. And then the other one is NRAILA. That's the NRA's Institute for Legislative Action. NRAILA. Uh, excuse me, NRA. NRA, like National Rifle Session, uh, India Lima Alpha ILA. Thank you. I that I understand. Okay. Uh, and if you check on that, you can also go to, uh, just NRA and they'll click on gun laws. But NRA.org, that's probably going to be your best bet. NRA.org or NRAILA.org. Either one of those will get you there and you can find out what the gun laws are in Arkansas. Is there a particular law you're interested in? Uh, no, sir. Just generalities. Okay. Well, I, already I have mean, a obviously. Permit carry you, from Missouri. Uh, and I just wanted to uh, make sure that I mesh uh, mesh everything together, and, and, and it's sure. all good. Once you move to Arkansas and you become a resident there, your Missouri permit may or may not be good. I would guess in many states it's not. You're going to want to get an Arkansas permit. Okay, that's exactly what I wanted to find out because now I am a new resident of a new state. Uh, I wanted to make sure that uh, that I was righteous with uh, every, everything else. Right, because what you have is a resident permit. You have a resident permit from Missouri. Uh, so it's actually, you're not a resident of Missouri anymore. So that's not good even in Missouri now, I would offer. So you need to start over, but it's good. Uh, yeah, try that. That's handgunlaw.us and then the nraila.org, and that'll get you in there. And for anybody looking for any kind of gun laws around the country, nraila.org will get you there. 866-TALK-GUNS. Welcome to Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. The best guns, the best guests, the best talk. A lot of things out there for us to talk about right now. We've got a lot of things cooking. Uh, talking about anything from trapdoor springfields to modern super-duper rail guns, laser weapons, and whatnots. Yeah, we'll go with the, uh, <laughs> uh, what do they call it, the, the laser swords. That's right. We'll, we'll do the whole Star Wars thing. Oh, I don't know. Lightsabers. There we go. Uh Basically, right now, if there's something on your mind about guns or the one you're thinking about buying, or maybe you just want to tell me about a cool gun that you have, 866-825-5486. I think there seem to be more home invasions than in the past. Now, the problem is I don't know that that's true. It may be that it's being reported more, and we have access to all that information through the Internet. But I keep seeing more and more reports of home invasions all times of the day and night. Now, let's see. This one out of uh, South Dakota, 
21-year-old breaks in, gets shot and killed by a 69-year-old Vietnam veteran. Well, that'll happen. It's a kind of an occupational hazard of being a guy that breaks into homes. You might get shot. You might get killed. If you'd like to avoid that, maybe you shouldn't be breaking into homes. Just a thought. I don't know. Can take that for what it's worth. Line four. Dan's with us out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hey, Dan. Thanks for calling. Dan. Hey, Dan. You there? No, he's he's. I hear him in the refrigerator. He's getting a sandwich out. Tell you what. Put Dan on hold. We'll talk to Bill on line one. He's in Oklahoma also. Hey, Bill. Hi. <clears throat> yes, I had a question on on uh, clips. You said uh, you should have at least ten clips per rifle. Uh, well, magazines. I have AR-15, and uh, what would you think would be the better, the uh, metal clips or the so many plastic clips that's on the market today? Okay, first of all, they are not clips. They're called magazines uh, because clips are things that go in revolvers. But right. We're talking about magazines, okay? Right. Uh, it, you know what? I don't think it matters one bit, metal or plastic. It's okay. kind of like paper or plastic. I, don't, I have both. They both work. Uh, the P mags from Magpul uh, mm-hmm. work yes, real that's well. What I have, and they seem to work good. Yeah, they're great. They look. They have a great reputation. I also like the metal ones. Now, if you get metal, I tend to go with a. You can get real cheap metal magazines, and I'm not sure that's a smart idea. Uh, I like the ones that are actually manufactured by Brownells because okay. they got a military contract. And so they make them to military specs. I mean, these things are inspected like crazy, but uh-huh. they're not real expensive. So at brownells.com, they've got their own brand of 20 and 30 round magazines for ARs. Okay. I don't know that it matters, honestly. Uh, if you're getting the P mags, those have a great reputation. Oh yeah. And Jim saying, yeah, get the metal ones, then, uh, Duracoat them. He just went out and did some shooting with somebody who had essentially colored all of his magazines with a process called Duracoat. Uh-huh. That would be kind of fun to have, like, yellow and blue and green magazines. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Anyway, Bill, I don't think it matters. The main thing is that you just get uh, lots of magazines like the rest of us. Help the economy. Buy more mags. Thanks for the call, man. I think we got Dan back up on line four out of Tulsa. Hey, Dan. Hey, Tom. Yes, sir. I was calling about the guy with the strap door questions. Okay. Uh This black powder cartridge silhouette guys used to use those things, and there were some things they learned about them. What's that? Uh, most of them have about a 460 bore. And if he's, that gentleman is using a uh, standard Lyman bullet, he's shooting undersized bullets. Well, that's weird because that's what I was suggesting. I said, you know, you may, if you're sizing those things, you may need a slightly larger yep. diameter bullet. Go with a, a different sizing die. Yeah, they'll, well, he, uh, normally them Lyman's drop out about 459 and they'd still be undersized. There's custom bullet mold makers out there that will make just what you need. So, in other words, if your bullet, clearly, if your bullet is too small, then it's not going to fully engage the rifling, and you may not get the spin, you may not get the stabilization you're looking for. So, you know, whether or not you get uh, blow-by on the gas, Mm -hmm. I don't know, but certainly you want a bullet that fully engages the rifling. If it's undersized, that's not good. Correct. Another thing they'll use is the correct bullet lube. Is it? Did he say if he was using black powder? I don't think so. Okay. Well, what? anyway, they uh, when you're using a black powder, 
for your propellant, you use a very, very soft bullet lube. You don't use your typical blue or red pistol bullet lube. Uh-huh. Uh, it's too hard, and, you're, and it turns your, uh, foul, your black powder salt, you know, fouling into concrete. Uh-huh. And also, uh-huh. another thing to look at is to see if the firing pin is broken inside. Really? That'll, a lot of them are broken, and they causes inconsistent ignition. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, because it's bouncing around in there. Right. Right, and uh, if he's wanting to hit a pie plate at 200 yards mm-hmm. with I, with the sights that those rifles had, he's doing something. <laughs> well, I was going to say I was actually kind of impressed, but you know I wasn't really sure if that rifle is capable of better accuracy than that. I would think it would be if again if the bore is in good shape and if it's functioning right and if the firing pin's not broken should be able to come up with some loads that would do better than nine inches at 200 yards, I would hope. Well, uh, the uh, when they were shooting the silhouettes with them, when they first started that game back in the 80s, the guys had tang sights on them and globes up front and uh, pretty much gave up on them after a while because they just couldn't hang in there on the, at the lar- longer ranges. Mm. And, okay. Uh, but, yeah, that's it's pretty much a military firearm. You know, you're not going to get target-grade accuracy out of it, but... Uh, and it's a military get, firearm from more than a hundred years ago. Yes, yes, they're a gas to shoot. I've got one of, and I, I took my Lyman bullet mold and put it in the lathe and opened up the base a little bit, so I've got a four, uh, about a four sixty two bullet base. Right. And it shoots pretty good, but I don't think it would shoot nine inches at two hundred yards. I've never shot it. <laughs> All right, hey Bill, I pre- I mean uh, Dan, appreciate the uh, the help on that one. It's, uh, it's one of those areas that I kind of know a little about. I got lucky on that one, I guess, by wondering aloud if maybe the bullets are a little bit undersized. Turns out, at least according to Dan, that's very likely the first place to start. When you start casting your own bullets, it's one of the things you got to look into. Do you have uh, the right size bullet? Yeah, it's made for a 4570, but it, what exactly you know, is the diameter? Do you, you put a micrometer on there and measure them? And then try one that's bigger, one that's smaller. A little bit, just a little bit. It goes a long way. And see if that makes your gun shoot better. What are the secrets that you've come up with to make your guns more accurate? It doesn't have to be an old 4570, whether it's bedding or scopes or loads or whatever. I guarantee you, you have something that's worked. You said, son of a gun, my gun shoots better when I do that. Our number, 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. What makes your gun shoot better? The Ruger SR-22 is the do-it-all 22 pistol for the shooter who appreciates style and demands reliability. Easy to field, strip, and reassemble, the Ruger SR-22 shoots a broad variety of 22 LR ammunition. It features an ambidextrous manual thumb safety decocking lever and magazine release. Two options for grip. And a fixed white dot front sight and adjustable rear sight with reversible blade. The Ruger SR-22, another American-made product from Ruger. 
The hottest gun show on TV is back. Gun Talk features the newest guns, the best competitions, champion shooters, and inside shooting tips. Long-range shooting, self-defense ammo, hunting hogs with night vision, and the total gun guide for the zombie apocalypse. On Wild TV internationally, Pursuit on Dish Channel 240, on DirecTV Channel 604, and now on NBC Sports Network. 159 on Dish, 603 on Direct. Visit galleryofguns.com today. At galleryofguns.com, you'll find our huge wholesale inventory of firearms on sale through 4,000-plus dealers nationwide. Choose from thousands of models from manufacturers like Glock, Ruger, Smith & Wesson, Springfield Armory, and Taurus, to name just a few. Not an auction site, you receive access to a huge wholesale inventory of firearms with exact pricing and all fees are included. Visit galleryofguns.com today. From the time Sam Colt created the Colt Navy Revolver, Colt handguns have set the standard. Today, that single-action Army revolver is still available, showing craftsmanship known worldwide. The 1991 series of autos continues the legacy started by the world-famous Colt 1911. And the Mustang brings back a lightweight 380 classic design, perfect for carry. To see more, go to coltsmfg.com. Colt, the legend continues. Back with you, 866-TALK-GUNS, asking the question, What have you ever done something that just made your guns shoot better, feel better, work better for you? Little tips, little tricks, little something you did? 866-TALK-GUNS. Line 2, Alan's with us out of Texarkana, Arkansas. Hello, Alan. Hi, Tom. How are you doing today? I'm great. Yeah, it's great. I was calling out the guy with the, with the, uh, the trap door, and it's right on the top you're talking about today. Okay. Uh, I, had a, I had a Navy revolver. That you might as well throw the gun at the target. I mean, it was <laughs> it was really bad. Oh. And we measured we measured the bore down mm-hmm. at the end of the gun. It right. was supposed to be forty four, but it was a four sixty. Oh my heavens! Yeah, and that's what it came from the factory. So we resized those. So you know, recast it and resize those things. Mm-hmm. And uh, that you put it in a rest, and it would clover relief after that. So and you were so, basically I'm shooting sorry. out knuckle. You were shooting knuckleballs. They weren't even spinning. They weren't engaging the rifling at all. Exactly. <laughs> That's precisely right. Holy yeah, and, and and it made all the difference in the world. And since that guy's casting his own bullets, he can do that. The other thing is, uh, since it's a trap door, he needs to check the length of his, of his bullet and make sure the bullet's engaging the rifling and isn't jumping. Because ah. because what happens when that jumps? You know, because it's lead, and on the inside of the rifle, inside of the casing of the bullet, it's not smooth, and so the lead doesn't come out even, and it'll cant the bullet a little bit. So if you have the bullet right against the rifling when you when you ignite it, then it doesn't right. make that jump and it comes out square into the rifling. Huh. Okay. There's so a thought I had. Yeah. Hadn't so, come. so that should that should help you. Okay. Look, I appreciate that very much. By the way, we had uh, some people calling and asking about this show that's going to be on Univision tonight. I believe and have to check your local listings. I think it's seven. I don't know if it's seven o'clock Eastern. They usually give that out as Eastern. But it's 7 or 8 o'clock Eastern Time. It's on Univision. It is going to be, it's going to upset some folks in the administration, I guarantee you. They're going to do a, an expose on the Fast and Furious debacle. Uh, and with any luck, maybe something comes of it. Maybe somebody actually gets held accountable for the murders 
that were committed as a result of, and frankly, I believe, as a, a planned part of this program. Yeah, I, I go that deep, that dark, that sinister. I do believe that the idea was, let's let these guns get into Mexico, let's let them be used in crime, let's let them be used in murder, and then we will track them. Uh, how else? There was no other plan. What else could they have done? They never had even the intention of following the guns into Mexico, of keeping an eye on them. That wasn't part of the plan. It was just, let them go down there, and we'll see where they show up, then we'll pick them up. Great. Yeah. Callous. Whoa. Man, bad, 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 bad. Uh, Steve's on line one out of Nevada. Hello, Steve. Tommy Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. <laughs> Boy, are you in trouble. I've been searching all over this Google everywhere. I can't find an answer to this for anything. I'd like to weigh in on a Springfield issue, but i got to get this solved first. Okay. Okay, 1989. TC Contender 16-inch Super 16 223 barrel. Okay. First get it, I grab some off-the-shelf 556 cheap stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And I get a flamethrower, and it's lobbing the slugs. All right. So then I start reloading, and I'm getting great performance. And then now I realize, and it's a 1 in 12 twist. Okay. And I'm going, all these ARs are coming out with 16-inch barrels. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe that the mil-spec ammo would allow, you know, for all the powder to be burned outside the barrel. What's the deal? Is it the, the twist difference makes the big deal? Am I reloading for nothing or wasting all my time and money? Or Well, no, I'm asking, I guess... What is the question? Why am I? I'm saying if if why am I reloading if if these ARs with 16 inch barrels are successfully shooting you know fast enough ammo? I would guess. Well, you're reloading for all the reasons that you reload for to save money to have special oh, loads for all that. Around these days for bulk ammo, I can't see it's for the money. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, then you no. Know, I mean, you're not loading because you're shooting a 12 inch barrel versus a 16 inch barrel. There's oh no, no I there's have nothing a to be gained. 16 inch there. barrel. See, okay, one in 12 twist. They have one or seven or one in nine. Is that the okay. big difference? What the I'm only saying, difference using, there is the bullets. The, the, the difference the there is the twist rate. You can't shoot the long, heavy bullets and get them to stabilize out of your 1 and 12-inch uh, twist rate. You need to be shooting like 50, 55 grain, something like that. But you can't go to the heavier, longer bullets. Chances are those are not going to stabilize in that slower twist rate that you have. Okay. So we're saying all the mil-spec bullets are 62 grain or something? Because Nope, 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 nope. Just look around. Just look around and see what it is. I'm saying they didn't work years. Did they go to faster powders in the past 10, 20 years? Or, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm loading a fast powder in order for it to burn before it gets out, mostly out the end of the 16-inch barrel. Uh, and these guys matter. with a 16-inch barrel AR are grabbing stuff off the shelf. The, look, the burn rate of the powder doesn't matter. That's the whole thing. That's I guess the part that I'm not saying is that you're trying to load for a shorter barrel. It doesn't matter. If, if some of the powder burns when it gets out the barrel, Big deal. Doesn't matter. You're not worried about somebody seeing you like the military would say, I need a low flash load. Yeah, I don't care. You're shooting a single shot TC contender. It doesn't matter out there. The main thing is that, yeah, they did go to longer, heavier bullets. Uh, that way they get better downrange performance. That's why they've gone to the uh, faster twist rate and all of that. With your twist rate, a 1 in 12, you are limited. And as long as you understand that, shoot 50-50 crime. Look, try the, the other one. See if they shoot. If they shoot, great. Works fine. But if you're hit at the longer bullets, which 
are the heavier bullets. Don't stabilize and don't shoot accurately. Just go to lighter weight, shorter bullets. Guarantee it, those are going to shoot for you. is in Holland, Michigan, on line four. Hey, Tim, how doing? I'm doing great, Tom. How are you? Good. What's up? Oh, sounds like I've got phone problems. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. How you doing, Tom? I'm good. Go ahead. Hey, uh, so my question is, uh, I mean, anybody who listens to this show is bound to have uh, any number of, any number of, uh, any, uh, any number of guns, and I was just wondering, you know, I remember reading some time ago about uh, someone having their, uh, uh, well, basically the police took him into custody and, and his uh, he was uh, considered as having an arsenal in his home. Okay. Ah, okay. I, I know where we're going here. Let me let me jump yeah. into the middle because it sounds like you're having problems with the phone there. So let's do this. Let's put uh, Tim on hold. Maybe he can listen in. I'll see if I can address this. Uh, the whole idea of somebody having an arsenal in their home, that's what somebody else says when they don't like the fact that you have guns. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I have seen reports in the media where a guy had six guns and they said it was an arsenal. Six. Uh, well, I mean, we've already seen it where they said, well, this guy had 6,000 rounds in his arsenal. 6,000 rounds of ammo. Let's see. For three of us, that would be two days at the range. Yes, about a 1,000 rounds each per day. I mean, it's not that many rounds of ammo, 6,000 rounds. Um, arsenal is a word. It's, it's very much like assault weapon. It's a term without a definition, which means it is infinitely expandable. It can be whatever you want. If it is a label you slap on something you don't like, it's as simple as that. It's just a label. There's no nothing in law about it. So if the media wants to say he must be bad, then we will say he had an arsenal. Or if we don't like that gun because it's ugly, we'll call it an assault weapon. It doesn't have a meaning. There's no definition. It can be whatever you want it to be. And so it's used as a pejorative. It is, it's name calling is what it is. That's, that's all it is, name calling. By the way, I uh, did look it up. That show tonight on Univision is 7 o'clock uh, Eastern Time and Pacific, 6 o'clock Central. And it is closed captioned, so you can watch it. It is, it's going to be important. It really is. So if you can either DVR it or watch it, it's on Univision if you get that. It is their report on the Fast and Furious debacle. One of the things that they're going to point out is that not only did these guns from the U.S. get, we allowed them, helped them, facilitated them to go into Mexico, but then some of the guns went on to Colombia, to Guatemala, to even to Honduras, to Puerto Rico, where they were used in crimes there too. We have, in essence, we, the United States government, we, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, and Explosives, we, the United States Justice Department, has put thousands of firearms into the hands of murderers in multiple countries. We did that. 
We did. We did, in fact, build that. We, the Obama administration, did that. And when we, the people, through Congress, tried to get the information, subpoenaed the Justice Department, what happened? President Obama gave executive privilege coverage to Eric Holder. He invoked executive privilege, said, no, you can't have that. Why not, Mr. President? We have a program that's resulted in the murders of at least 200 people, maybe more, and you're saying we, the people who funded it, don't get to find out about it? Yeah, there's President Obama for you. All right, tune in, record it. This is going to be fascinating, and I think it's going to be important. It's on Univision tonight. In the meantime, be safe. Watch those muzzles. Teach people gun safety, and we'll see you at the range.